Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm the best I've ever been, and Andy always has something against me. Guess what? My job here is to call people out. You go at me the hardest. Jax is f***ing bothered. You guys are so perfect, so... Yeah, you're you perfect. Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic. I'm Danny Pellegrino. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about Vanderpump Rules, which is finally over this season. The season is wrapped and it has truly felt like such a relief that we're done with it. I mean, what a season. It felt like we were walking through quicksand trying to get to the end of these episodes. I mean, it was just a lot. It was a lot. And there's so much going on off camera, behind the scenes. All I have to say about all of it is, woo, too much. Big hot mess. Big hot mess. And you know I don't normally recap the reunions, but I felt like we needed to do a little mini episode to talk about all the stuff that's going on off camera, behind the scenes. Uh, I don't love that it's taking over a lot of the news cycle. I've been seeing so much, so many tweets and uh, so much stuff about Vanderpump Rules when we're dealing with all of these other more important issues. Uh, but let's tune out for a moment and just talk about this crazy show. If we can tune out, I don't know, there's serious things going on. Four people were let go from the show. So Stasi and Kristen and Brett and Max are gone. Now, Brett and Max, they of course had those horrific tweets, but I also think uh, audience members haven't really warmed up to them in any way. I mean, even in the reunions, when we were doing the packages about like Brett and Max, I'm like, I can't, I'm fast, I'm fast forwarding, I'm walking to the kitchen, I just don't care. Uh, but Stasi and Kristen are also a no-go. And it's been interesting. And one of the things I just want to point out that I believe is getting lost in translation, because I'm seeing so many messages and tweets at me and DMs and stuff like that, where people are saying that, how dare they fire Kristen and Stasi? It seems like there's been a weird shift with some people. Obviously, a lot of other people are so happy that they were let go after the things they did uh, to Faith. But what I find so interesting is that Usually on these shows, and I don't know the specifics of their contract, but from what I do know, a lot of these shows, whether it be Housewives, Vanderpump Rules, Southern Charm, whatever, usually they are contracted for the season, the cast members, right? And then after the season wraps, Bravo then decides if they pick up the show, and then they send out cast members what they call pickup letters, right? So Portia Williams from The Real Houses of Atlanta, she had just Instagram storied that her letter came and the letters for Atlanta's next season came out. And by letters, I think they mean contracts, right? The contract for next season. There was a lot of news articles about them being fired. And in the a lot of the headlines, it said they were fired. But then if you read like the announcement from Bravo, it said they will not be returning next season. And I feel like that's actually an important distinction because... That kind of thing happens to cast members all the time, right? They wrap up a season of filming, and then Bravo and the production company, they look at the cast, and they look at the season, and then they decide who comes back, and they either offer you another contract for another season, or they don't invite you back. So I don't think it's quite the same thing as firing, and uh, forgive me, maybe uh, they have different contracts, but from what I understand, that's how most shows work. 
So then it seems like recently there's been a shift where people are saying they need to hire them back and how dare they fire them. And I'm thinking in my head, well, they weren't technically fired. They were just not picked up for next season, which happens all the time when public opinion of these cast members changes, right? So we just saw that on Orange County with Tamara and Vicky. We know that they had said uh, Tamara specifically was offered to come back for like a shortened run of next season's Real Houses of Orange County. Vicky was not offered a contract at all, but they still had finished out the contract that they were under. And I believe that's what happened with Stassi and Kristen. They completed the season of Vanderpump Rules and then Bravo did announce that they wouldn't be coming back, but that's not firing them. I, I feel like that's a distinction. Of course, uh, it's noteworthy that they're not going to be coming back, but it does happen all the time. Going back to people like Dana Pam on The Real Hustles of Beverly Hills. And oftentimes it's just because uh, Bravo and the production company want to do what makes fans happy, right? And they're saying that fans were very unhappy. We were disgusted by the things we learned about Stasi and Kristen. Number two, what I find interesting is this line has been seemingly drawn, right? Of, well, they crossed the line, which I totally agree that they crossed the line. Stasi was on a podcast bragging about how they did call the police on her or something. And then Kristen had also tweeted about the police. But here's the thing that I don't understand is that Jax had also tweeted uh, about Faith uh, regarding the police. And I don't understand why he gets away with so much of what he gets away with truly makes no sense to me. It doesn't make sense like where this line is. If the if the line was these horrific things that they did to try to, I don't get the police involved with Faith, then why is Jax still on the show? And you guys might be listening that by the time you listen, maybe Jax has been let go as well or not offered to come back next season. But I just don't understand because he's also done so many things. And it seems like everyone's distancing themselves from Jax as they should, right? Because there's Time after time, things that he's done or said on social media, on Twitter, even Andy at like Watch What Happens Live, or I believe at other reunions, I feel like everyone has excused the things that Jack says or they laugh it off. And I think we're just at this moment culturally where we're like, wait a minute, that's not fucking funny. And it's not going to be acceptable, which is a good wake up call for all of us to have. But I do find that we've always like excused a lot of Jack's behavior, particularly on Twitter. It's always been a joke. Like, haha, he's such an asshole on Twitter. He says the meanest things or he says the dumbest things. Uh, and we laugh it off even on the shows. I feel like on Watch What Happens Live, I've seen people laugh it off like, oh, that's just Jax. And it's like, well, wait a minute. These are not okay things that he's saying and doing. Uh, so I don't understand if or why he'll be back. I mean, I think maybe the production company, maybe Bravo is going to make that decision later on down the road. I don't get it, though. I don't get how you could say, oh, Stassi and Kristen crossed the line, but, you know, Jax, which he was, the tweets are there about him uh, and Faith. I don't get it. But it seems like everyone's distancing themselves. Randall unfollowed Jax, which was interesting to me, apparently on Twitter or on Instagram, he had unfollowed him and they were like, seemingly buddy-buddy for a while. Uh, Also, Lance Bass, who had a partnership with Jax for that Just Add X drink, which I still don't even think exists. <laughs> I'm not sure it's even something that's in production, but there was a drink called Just Add X, which I, again, who would even want to drink that? It sounds like dirty piss. And I would not want to drink something that's called basically Jack's Just Add X or uh, whatever. But uh, apparently Lance has disowned him. Um, and on Lance Bass's podcast, he talked about how Bravo should fire 
Jax. And I found that very interesting. I listened to just a clip of it, of Lance Bass talking about the Vanderpump Rules stuff. Very interesting. I think his show is called The Daily Popcast, maybe. Um, Very, very interesting stuff. And the husband, Lance's husband, was on Twitter defending Lance and also basically talking shit about uh, Jax and LVP and about the wedding stuff. Because people were calling out Lance like, well, why did you officiate Jax and Britney's wedding if that if you're all of a sudden wanting to distance yourself, wouldn't you have known some of the things that they said? And I just want to read a couple tweets. These were uh, Lance Bass's husband's tweets uh, to other people on uh, Twitter in regards to Lance officiating the wedding and then now distancing himself from Jax. And one of the replies, he said, uh, Michael, Lance's husband, said, Lance was already going to uh, Jax and Brittany's wedding and last minute and I quote, they begged him along with Lisa to officiate the wedding because of the pastor incident, which wasn't even explained properly to Lance at the time. It was explained to Lance that they found out about the pastor's remarks and immediately wanted to have a gay person ordain their wedding to make a point about homophobia and equality. That's how it was explained to Lance, and Lance thought it was a great way to showcase that. It wasn't until the show aired that he actually saw how it actually went down. And if you go to his Twitter, you could see some of the replies. There's plenty more where that came from. But I I thought it was interesting. And here's the thing with all of this stuff that's going on is this is what the show should be. Wouldn't it be so interesting to see uh, cast members talking about like what makes sense going forward and and how they're dealing with these cast changes? Like I would love to see the behind the scene mechanics of this because we haven't really heard from the cast when all this stuff is going down, when they got rid of those four people uh, or didn't invite them back. Rather, I ha- we haven't seen anything online other than Sheena, I think, posted a picture with Raquel. They were at a pool, <laughs> which, you know, I love that Sheena is just like, well, I'm going to post this cute picture of myself. Um, even though the show I'm on is on fire, but you know, she just had to post that photo and then no one else has really responded to any of it. And I think that uh, we're all sort of waiting with bated breath, but I would love to see that. Like, let's get that on camera. Let's get that. The lights, turn on the lights, press record on the camera, and I want to see everyone dealing with it. I think it would be so interesting for the show. And also, I think it could be a good learning moment for all of us to to learn what is that line. I'd love to see conversations with the producers, with Bravo, of them talking about, well, this is why we have to get rid of these people, or this is why we have to do this, this is why we have to make that decision. I find that that would uh, be uh, reinvigorating for the show, a show that, for all intents and purposes, has been burnt to the ground. It's truly a hot steam and pile a mess. Like, I don't, where do they go from here? I, I, it's a big hot mess. And so I would love to see those conversations and uh, also see, I want to see Lala and Randall talking about unfollowing Jax. And I want to see, there's been all this PR stuff and uh, the PR stuff, you guys, did you read that story about how Kristen and Stasi had hired that crisis management guy? If you haven't looked that up, look that up. It's been so interesting because they came out with this story in Us Weekly, like a few days after it was announced that Stasi and Kristen wouldn't be returning. Then all of a sudden, this news story pops up with Stasi being pregnant. Now, I thought it was so interesting. And first of all, I'm happy for anyone who gets pregnant, especially, you know, pregnancies are hard. I worship mothers and I, anyone that I wish a happy, healthy pregnancy and delivery uh, for anyone who's pregnant. That's number one, what I want to say. And it's not about the pregnancy. What I find interesting, though, is four days after I believe that uh, the article came out that they were let go. It was revealed that they hired this crisis management team. 
And then all of a sudden, these good stories about Stasi started popping up. So Us Weekly ran uh, that they were pregnant. And it said, like, a source told them. But here's what's so fishy about it. So then we just learned today that the baby is due the first week in January. That was confirmed by Stasi's people. If the pregnancy is due in January, early January, that means we're still in the first trimester here. And that's not normally usual uh, to announce a pregnancy, particularly at this time. But uh, again, I'm happy for anyone who's pregnant and has a healthy young child. Great. Um, but it is also fishy, and I think it's also important. That can be true, but it can also be true that we need to be smart media consumers and really look at how media is presenting us things. Because, again, a few days later, we see that thing about Stasi getting pregnant. Then they posted a, a article about like them being in love. There's just been like uh, her and Bo. There's just been so many things where it's like they, all these positive stories are all of a sudden coming out, and it screams like... PR crisis management. Of course, how uh, do you get attention away from that bad story about a client? You start uh, publishing good stories, which again, bravo to anyone who's pregnant. This is not about the pregnancy. That first pregnancy story, it said a source confirmed. But this early on in the pregnancy, you don't normally, it's not traditional to tell everyone about the pregnancy. You might tell your mom, your siblings, uh, you just don't tell everyone until it's usually farther along. So that I found interesting to me that in the article it said a source. Well, what source, which one of your close friends is going to Us Weekly and announcing your pregnancy without you being involved, right? Like you, it would either have to be announced by Stasi and Bo or this source that went to Us Weekly. Now, I would think it's really shady of any close friend or family member to go to Us Weekly or whatever outlet, people, whatever uh, outlet is publishing this and say, oh, this person's pregnant. Like, that's a shady thing. What kind of person do you have in your camp? Now, the other option or what that could have been is that this was the PR crisis management guy who was like, let's announce this now. It'll uh, get good public favor of the client. So, who's the source? That's a weird thing to me. Secondly, the timing of this announcement is very bizarre because we're in the middle of pandemic and we're also dealing with the Black Lives Matter movement, which has been taking over the media for a while. Now, I mention that because typically celebrities don't want to announce anything right now. There's a couple options of why somebody would want to announce anything during this time, because it just makes usually the client look like an asshole, because everyone should be talking about all of the other things that are going on. That doesn't mean there's not room for other fluffier things. Uh, but typically, a celebrity isn't going to be wanna, wanna be the only one making an announcement. And that's why we're not seeing things like baby announcements or wedding announcements during this pandemic, during the height of, uh, of all these protests and everything. There's a couple cases where that wouldn't be true. Number one is like a divorce, right? Like, so... Kelly Clarkson announced that she was divorcing her husband, Brandon. And the reason why a PR company would want to announce that when they did, which was, I believe, last end of last week, is because they can bury it. They can bury that story. They don't want anyone else to talk about it anymore. There's enough going on. The news cycle's moving really quickly. So by announcing Kelly Clarkson's getting divorced, that's a way to bury that story so we're not on The View talking about it, right? Because the, the View, the talk, the real, those shows aren't going to be talking about Kelly's divorce because we're dealing with other issues going on in the world. So that's one reason why a PR company might want to announce something. Otherwise, uh, they're going to keep quiet. They're not going to announce in the middle of this pandemic because uh, the news cycle is focused on other things. However, they would announce if they want to uh, turn public favor with their clients. So that's just something that I, I think we all should look at it the way media is presented to us. And of course, think about it, analyze it a little bit so that we can be good media consumers. And it's just something I notice on Us Weekly is there's been countless tweets 
and stories, and they're all uh, lovey-dovey. The tweets all have like the nice heart emojis in it. And they're calling Stasi an alum of Vanderpump Rules. And I just have to say, I don't know if it counts as you being an alum when your your company is distancing themselves from you, right? Like an alum is like when you graduate college, <laughs> then you no longer go to that college. When you were uh, not offered a contract back because of some of the racist things you did, I don't know if that considers you an alum, right? So that I find very interesting. It was also interesting to watch this reunion when all of this stuff is going down because now we know they're not going to be back. It was so weird hearing Kristen and Stasi talk about their friendships. And I don't want to harp too much more on it because, I don't know, I feel like we've talked about it ad nauseum with all this stuff on social media and all of these blogs and everything, but it was weird to watch. I don't know where they go next season, but there are a couple silver linings that I just want to address really quickly. I am excited about Katie next season, Katie Maloney, because I feel like she'll really get to be herself. And I also feel like Katie was at her best the season that Stassi wasn't there. And I feel like we'll get to see other sides of Katie. I don't like when Katie's around Stassi and Kristen. I feel like they all sort of morph into each other a little bit. If they invite her back, I mean, I'd assume they'd have to have Tom and Katie back. They'll definitely have Tom Schwartz back because I feel like they're going to pivot a little bit more towards Tom Tom. It'll be interesting to see the dynamic with Lala, because Lala also seemed to buddy up with Stasi quite a bit. And Stasi, as we know, just took a lot of airspace on the show. It was even revealed by that editor who went on a podcast who said that it was a mandate from Bravo. And I'm paraphrasing, so you can all look up the exact quote. But they had said, Stasi and Bo get like the hero edit. And I do believe they were prepping us for next season to be like a long wedding story arc. So now I think they'll have to look at plans and decide, well, where does the show go now? We don't have a wedding next season. What are we doing? And it kind of just blew up this show a little bit. And it might be safer, might be smart to just cancel it all together. Although I would like to see another season of them just rebooting it. That's what I would prefer. I think like, let's see, let's see Tom and Ariana and Katie and Sheena. And let's see more Raquel. Let's see more of Charlie. Uh, You guys, Charlie on the reunion when she was giving it to Jax. Ugh. And he was being such an asshole to her. And they're all telling Charlie, this was, I think, maybe part one of the reunion or part two, but they were all telling Charlie, like, she needs to respect these people. And it's like, you don't have to respect people who aren't showing you respect. Like, I don't understand this idea of, like, these people are allowed to be assholes to Charlie and she's just supposed to, like, kiss their ass. Like, I didn't understand the logic behind that. I actually believe, and I know we talked about this with Beverly Hills, I feel like the veterans, it's their job to make new people feel comfortable. Like on any job, whether you work in a real estate office or if you work in a restaurant or if you work in wherever it may be, a factory, whatever you're doing, I feel it's the job of people who have been there for a while to at least make some little bit of effort to uh, help the new people, right? Because we're all new people at different points in our lives, at different places and different things. And so the OG, particularly on a cast or on a set, Leah Michelle was in the news recently because of uh, certain things she had said and done on the Glee set. And it's like those people who are the veterans, who are the stars of the show, I do think it falls on them to uh, help these new people. And to be honest, I hate to admit this, but Jax was, by all intents and purposes, the leads of the show because it was revealed that he, I don't know if it's is true or not, but it's been revealed in multiple outlets that Jax was getting paid the most. I don't know if he still was or still is, but um, that basically means you're the lead of the show. And do I want Jax not to be on the next season? Please, please, 
please don't make us deal with Jackson Brittany. Oh my God. Anyone from Bravo, if you're listening, I do not want to watch those two. Please, please, please. <laughs> but but uh, if you're number one on the call sheet, I think it's your responsibility. If Jax is the highest paid cast member on the show, then I do think he has a responsibility to respect Charlie. And then if he's not going to do that, then Charlie doesn't have to respect him back. So I did like that she gave it back to him a little bit. It was so... So fun to watch. And then also, I loved Ariana sticking up to Jax. She did it in the finale. She did it again at the reunion. At the reunion, she said, like, Jax, you, every single time we've sat here on a reunion, you say you're growing and you're working on yourself and you're never showing us any signs of growth. And then those shady editors, oh, you guys, those shady editors, when they showed us that montage of every fucking reunion, every one of Jax just being, saying the same thing over and over again. That was when it really did it for me. And I was like, okay, this is the same thing. The definition of insanity, right, is doing the same thing over and over again. And honestly, I feel like we're all being a little insane by now by watching the show and it's the same thing happening over and over again with Jack. So I just can't watch it. I don't want to watch him treating Britney the way he's treating her. I mean, at the reunion, he was telling her to be quiet and not to contradict him. And she's just sticking up for this asshole. And I don't think that makes Britney much better. She's sticking up for this guy with all this awful things that he's doing and saying. And it's so dark to watch that, to watch this woman who's constantly having to answer. And Andy even said, how does it feel? Your whole life, you're going to have to answer for him. And she just is going to her whole life if she stays with him. And look, devil and angel, right? Like, I think we all can think about this and we can see, we can feel bad for Brittany. But then also we can look at Brittany and say, you made your bed and now you're unfortunately going to have to lie in it. And so I, I think both of those things are true as well, right? Like I... I don't feel bad for Brittany anymore at this point because I feel like she did make this decision. She made a deal with the devil and now she's in bed with the devil. <clears throat> Excuse me. But uh, let's see, what else happened in the reunion? I mean, it was a lot of Ariana and Tom versus Jackson Brittany. And I really appreciated that. I just thought it was good. And I was proud of our Tommy. I was proud of Thomas for not um, just giving in to Jax. And I feel like too often on these shows, the cast members just excuse all of his behavior. And it's like, oh, that's just Jax. And I was happy that they were saying, no, this is not okay. It's been, he's been this way forever and he's an asshole. He's not nice to people. He's not a good human being that uh, anyone should have in their lives. So uh, also on this part of the reunion, we did see Stassi and Bo got a wedding package or an engagement package where they showed that montage of them uh, getting engaged and Stasi talked about that dinner where she was tearful, and they said that was the worst night of the whole year. And I was thinking, well, I mean, a lot going on. A lot going on. Oh, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell, online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, we use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. 
That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. uh, So that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. There was also a lot of talk about Brett and Sheena's music video, which I just didn't really care about. I, although I did love that they kept showing that video. <laughs> they kept showing Sheena's music video. <laughs> it is so ridiculous. I, I haven't watched the whole thing. I've only seen that one little clip where where Brett does the gym from the office to the camera while Sheena's like putting her butt out to be spanked. And that clip is going to play in my head till the day that I die. I mean, I'm just going to randomly, you know, I always say those uh, moments from these shows will randomly pop in my head when I'm like at the grocery store or the doctors or the wherever post office, all of a sudden I'll just see, you know, Dana Pam pointing at her glasses and saying $25,000, like out of nowhere. That music video from Sheena is just going to haunt me in my dreams. It's going to pop up at random. Uh, when I'm out for a walk, all of a sudden I'm going to see that image of Brett looking at the camera. <laughs> I wonder what they. I wonder what he does next. Do you think Brett, Brett really works at Sir? I don't believe it. I do know that Max really works at Tom Tom, but I don't believe that Brett actually works at Sir. I feel like this is the end of it. And oh, this is something I'm so fascinated by. I don't think any of the cast members on any of these shows. You know, we know from Housewives, they never talk to the cast members after they're gone, right? Like we find out two years later that they were never friends. You know, like they, they bamboozle us on all these shows. So we'll think just like a uh, Tinsley and Carol on New York Housewives. It's like we thought they were besties, and then Carol gets fired from the show, and it's like. They've never spoken again. That was the last time they spoke. But the whole time we're watching the show, they're leading us to believe that those two are besties. Um, and that's what's happening on Vanderpump Rules. Like, I guarantee Stassi and Kristen, they, Stassi probably talks to Katie, but that's about it. Otherwise, they're all going to distance themselves like Randall did. They're all going to unfollow. Uh, and uh, that happens on these shows and it always cracks me up. But I'm curious to see. I'm also curious to see. Okay, let's say they bring back Vanderpump Rules next season. They got rid of those four. I still think there's going to be some other let goes. I really, again, fingers crossed for Jackson Brittany. I'm not interested in watching their storylines continue. But even if it's not them, I feel like there's going to be maybe a couple other cast changes that we don't know about, they don't know about yet. Uh, that's just a gut feeling. But I'm curious to see how the dynamics will play out. And I'm curious to see if they'll invite any of these other people back. Like, just because they're not getting a full contract back, do you think that Stasi might pop in for a scene at the end of next season with Katie? Or do we think Kristen might pop up at a party or something like that? I, that'll be interesting to see. And I, I do hope that 
we're not going to be bamboozled with all of this. And I hope that we don't wait till the end of next season. And then the end of next season, they reintroduce Kristen Stasi or something like that. So then they're back on our screens the following year. Because that's bamboozlement. And that's that's not okay either. Like, if they're done on the show, then they got to be done on the show. I, I can't imagine them coming back. Um, but, you know, Bravo does that all the time. They They bring people back all the time for a scene or two. I don't know. I usually like it when it's other people. I like it when it's like other housewives. You know, I love I love when Kelly Ben Simone pops in for a scene and says something stupid. <laughs> I do live for that. But uh, you know, we're gonna need some space from Kristen Stasi and Brett and Max for a while. Uh, you know, the Kristen stuff was hard. You guys know I was rooting for Kristen, and it was hard to see and hear all of that stuff that uh, you know she did in regards to Faith, and it was a bummer. It was a bummer. But you know what? Fortunately, we still have Raquel, we still have Sheena, we still got some good people on the show. And I'm ready for it to be the Raquel show. I'm ready for it to be Raquel Rules, all about her pageant life and the adult pageant circuit. You know, she was on Everything Iconic, if you didn't listen to that interview, and she said she might sign up for another pageant. And that's all I want to see on the show going forward. I just want to see Raquel pageants. That's all we need. Could you imagine? Ugh, be the best. And I do want to see Charlie, too. I love her. I love her. It took me a while to grow to love Charlie. But I love her now. Uh, Jax was also such an ass to Charlie on part three of this reunion when he said, uh, they were talking about Brett and Charlie, and Andy said, why did you know, Charlie, right off the bat that you didn't want to be with Brett? And Jax said under his breath, because he's not on sugardaddy.com. And I was just like, what an asshole. He's so rude. And so rude. And he's like, he's 40. She's in her early 20s. Like, come on. Such an asshole. He's just so rude. So rude. What else happened on the reunion that we need to talk about? Oh, Brett did apologize to Sheena for throwing her under the bus. Poor Sheena. I was feeling bad for Sheena. Although I don't feel too bad for Sheena because she's got that hot Brock now. Um, and he's very sexy. We, I like Brock. I'm into Brock. And I need to see Brock next season. Bring him on. Bring him on. I want to see a scene with Brock and his blouse off. You know, please give us what we want. That's what we want, Bravo. If you're listening, that's what we want. We don't want the Jackson Britney stuff. You should have known that. I, I think you do know that on some level because even at the reunion, they barely talked about Britney and Jax's wedding, which took up most of the season, right? They barely even addressed that because they know the fans were so vocally against that Jackson Britney wedding that we were subjected to for so many episodes this season. And so they do listen, right? Evolution, the production company that uh, produces, they do listen to fans on Twitter and on social media. And so it is okay for us to voice these opinions if we want to see the shows change. Uh, sometimes I think production knows better than we know, but they do listen to us. And I think that's why they didn't really talk about the wedding at the reunion. It was like very brief, all of the Britney Jack's wedding stuff at this reunion. And so they know, they see it and they know. And uh, so I hope they're listening. I, I find that most people want Jackson Brittany not to be on the show anymore, but I think some of pe- uh, some of you might love them. Will I miss some of Brittany's? You know, I'm engaged. <laughs> will I miss? Will I miss that uh, Kentucky accent? Sure. I'm not going to lie; I'd miss that a little bit, but uh, not so much that I still want them on this program. Certainly not. Those two, though. What are they going to? What would they do? What would they do if I don't know? I don't know. Uh, what else happens? I don't know. Charlie also yawned when Jax was talking, which I appreciated. Oh, it was revealed. This is what's, this was interesting to me that Randall had set up an appointment for therapy for Jax and he just didn't go. Randall paid for it and set up the appointment and Jax didn't even go. That was a surprise to me this season that Randall turned out to be so nice. I liked watching Randall. Uh, but he paid for a therapy session, Jax. Jax doesn't want to get any help. I mean, it's been eight seasons. 
eight seasons of this. I don't know. The, that's the end of the reunion. Good riddance. I kept expecting the end of the reunion for them to put up a title card and be like, oh, also, by the way, like Jax isn't coming back. <laughs> that's what I think we were all waiting for. I just was picturing that in my head and then it never happened. I don't know. I don't know. Could, all this stuff is coming out, though. And I'm sure Bravo is thinking, like, if we see one more thing that comes out about Jax, like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What else? Oh, you know uh, what else is happening on The Housewives is that Eva from The Real Houses of Atlanta has announced she's not coming back. Uh, I always wanted to like Eva, and unfortunately, I just don't think she gelled correctly. She was also pregnant on all of her seasons of the show. And so uh, she just wasn't quite the right fit. But I'm curious about Atlanta to see where they go next. I'm hopeful they bring in one or two more new messy people. Uh, I know a lot of people online on, are saying that they want Sheree back. Uh, I'd love to see Sheree back in as a friend role. I really would like to. I just want to know what's going on to the, with the jogging line. <laughs> the joggers. September, spring, summer joggers. I want to know what's happening with that. Uh, I wouldn't mind. I don't think Phaedra should come back, actually, because I think that, you know, what she did with Candy. But I wouldn't mind if they just brought in some new messy people. I always like, sometimes we get a new person that we didn't know we needed. And so, I, you know, hopefully we get some new people. So that's what's going on in the world of Bravo. Did I miss anything? Below Deck. Should we talk about Below Deck Med for a minute? I'm loving Below Deck Med. They just reached their highest ratings ever, series higher on the ratings, which is fantastic. Uh, and I think the season was so good that Lara was a monster, and I couldn't believe she was gone so quickly, but I'm curious to see who they bring back on board. Is it going to be June, June, Hannah? I mean, June, June? We need, <laughs> I need a little bit of that. Hannah's pregnant, too. She's, I think she's done with Below Deck. So we've lost Hannah. We've lost Kate Chastain. She's no longer going to be on Below Deck. This is a whole new era of Bravo. And I feel like these changes are happening so rapidly that it's exciting. And I'm happy that they're changing and that they're growing. And it seems like they're listening and trying to make changes, which I think is very encouraging. Uh, and so I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about the future of Bravo because I do feel... Like, yes, we all give them a lot of trouble, right? Like, we all complain about certain decisions, casting decisions, production decisions. But it does feel like they're at least making a little bit of effort to grow and change. And these shows are breaking the fourth wall. And they're they're listening to fans who are saying, we won't put up with this kind of stuff from this cast member or that cast member. And so I just would like to say thank you. And I hope they continue doing that. I, I really do. So uh, that's the that on that, you guys. Not a really funny episode of Everything Iconic, but I felt like we had to get all that out. We had to chat about it. Uh, I, I want to say, please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook. I'm just on facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. I know there's confusion. I don't have a Facebook group for Everything Iconic. Um, there are, I think, one or two fan groups out there, but I'm not, um, I don't run any of those. So I just want to say that. Uh, I don't know what the schedule is going to be for the podcast for the next couple weeks because we have two weeks where there's not going to be any Real Houses in New York. So Roni's off for two weeks. And then Beverly Hills is off for, I think, three or four more weeks uh, from new episodes. So there won't be any recaps, but maybe I'll pop in and do some sort of other episode or maybe I'll do an interview. Just subscribe to the podcast. Uh, you'll get all the updates there. And uh, I, I apologize that the schedule is going to be a little off, but uh, the recaps... You know, we're not doing recaps, and I'm also still healing from all this health stuff. I've been last week. I was at the doctor, a hundred different doctors' offices, doing all sorts of different tests. I had to do what they call a breath test, which is when you breathe into a balloon every 15 minutes for three fucking hours. It was like a nightmare. I'm just like sitting there breathing in a balloon 
for three hours every 15 minutes. I mean, eh, craziness. I've been doing all sorts of tests trying to figure out what's wrong with my belly and all of that. So uh, I appreciate you all bearing with me. Um, I, I, I will turn on my cameo as soon as I can. I, I popped it off for a little bit while I'm dealing with all this stuff. But um, yeah, just subscribe to the podcast. You'll get all the updates that way and find me on social media. I'll update that way. I love you all so much for listening. Should we do a cheesy little cool down? Uh, let's all take a deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Let's take another deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. And let's take one more deep breath in and hold your shoulders up. Shrug your shoulders as tight as you can. Breathe out and release your shoulders. That always helps me when I really like shrug my shoulders as hard as I can for a couple seconds and then I just let them go. It feels like you release a lot of tension, which is <laughs> so silly, but I feel like it does help. Anyway, I love you all so much for listening. Stay safe. Uh, bye-bye. love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.